Uh, hey, hi. <laughs> who who likes who, technology? Who, who is who is this? <laughs> Stop. I told you never to call me here. We there's something on the on the table to talk about. I understand. I did tease that. Yes, you did. Yeah, I, yeah. I have switched music streaming service allegiances in the past week i'm inter- okay so you were previously on what well, i don't napster is that what it's called napster now? nay rhapsody yes and i was on an annual plan where you pay you know once and you pay for the you get a discount because you're paying the whole year in advance and when i went to cancel it i was like i'm just they'll just prorate it maybe they'll prorate it for the monthly fee um you know the full monthly fee instead of the discounted rate uh they did not do that <laughs> but then i wrote an email and was like hey you didn't do that and i would love if you did and they were like, oh, no, we'll just do that. No problem. Like, there was no questions asked. And they prorated So they prorated it uh, as if I had been getting the discounted fee. Like, I, I got the discounted fee. So extra interesting. I don't know what the hell they're doing over there at Rap City, Napster, but they're crazy. Know <laughs> um, why they're not doing that well. But so what are your guesses? I feel like there's two main guesses. Okay. What are your, what, what do you, where do you think I have switched? All right. Microsoft plays for sure. Yeah. Is, that, <laughs> is that in one of the That was going to be my guess. Or uh, or um, the Walmart um, Ooh. streaming service. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, Apple Music. I'll just I'll just say, I'll say Apple Music. Okay. That's what I'll say. Just because. Do I? Dan, somebody do needs guess? somebody needs to say that, and mm. it should be me. I I guess just for the purposes of keeping it interesting, I'll say Spotify. You're both wrong. What? <laughs> I have switched Unpossible. to Amazon oh, Music. Amazon. Amazon. Oh, Amazon yeah. Music. Yeah. yeah. I should have known. Amazon should've Music, known. which gives you a nice discount if you do the annual plan and you're a Prime member, and which makes my Echo stop saying, here's a preview of that song you want to hear, which is exciting. <laughs> Actually, now, uh, although I've we quickly moved past it, for a little while, uh, when Amazon Music first launched a couple weeks ago now, if you asked your echo to play a song that it, you had to have a paid subscription for it would say i can't play that but if you want to start a free trial of amazon music i can play it for you right now just say yes and i'll go and uh that was super annoying <laughs> and i <laughs> i even said to the echo don't tell me about the free trial anymore it's like okay i won't tell you about the free trial anymore so <laughs> they at least had done that right um but then i was like you know what that makes sense the hardest part of course was I promised everybody in the family, because everybody was nervous about the Switch, that I would manually recreate their Sonos playlists, which were all built off Rhapsody tracks or Napster tracks. I would rebuild them with the Amazon <laughs> Music tracks instead. And I did. Oh, well, was, really? that, was that time-consuming? Uh, it probably took about an hour. Okay. All right. So you, you, but you literally did that by hand? I did, but there's no other way to do it. I was thinking, yeah. boy, this would be a fun service to offer rich people. <laughs> like, right. I, I don't think it's a scalable business, but, you know, pay a couple hundred bucks and I will painstakingly, not I personally, like the person <laughs> whose business this is, um, would recreate all of your playlists for you. Because that was the hardest part of switching, which is, I think, the part children of what all the Your children, your children would do it. Yeah. Well, so, so like you, Lex, I, I actually, well, so I signed up for the free trial of Amazon mm-hmm. Music. So I've been using it for the last, what, week or two? Did you um, sign up for the full free trial or the Echo device? No, only I, free I trial? went for the full one because I, you know, figured essentially. I think what it came down to for me was it's definitely cheaper to get the Echo only one, but it's so limited because it also only works. I think on like just one Echo, um, <laughs> which is really dumb. So limited. <laughs> um, 
So I figured, well, you know, for the prime discount, it's only $4 more a month. Not that I'm paying anything because it's, it's, it's 30 days. So if I'm going to use it for 30 days, I might as well try using it everywhere. Yeah. So I've been using it on the iPhone and uh, not so much on the Mac, but on the iPhone, it works with it works automatically with the Sonos, which is really nice. Yes. Um, and well, on the Echo. So I'm, I've been pretty impressed. It's also, I understand the attraction of Apple Music and we've talked about this a lot but i kind of like having it walled off from like my music that i buy <laughs> i find it less confusing oh, because you're afraid that it's going to eat your music not only am i afraid of going to eat it but like i don't it feels weird to me to have a library full of stuff that some of which i don't own and some of which i do own like right. i think that apple's approach to apple music is not how most people think about it it's just what do i want to listen to not i want to listen to these songs that i own now i want to listen to these other songs that i don't own i just want to listen to music right that's i don't know I don't. I mean, I can. I think it's just a different approach, and I think both of them are are valid. Right. I just have a harder time wrapping my head around the Apple Music one because I have been listening to it's digital music for so long. Con- it's definitely confusing in the in the way that it it handles things, and I feel like it's getting better, but uh, it, it still has a little bit of ways to go. Like I don't understand. The, I mean, sometimes I still can't get it to sync the correct version of a song. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, is it? Um, a Devo song that I love and I want on this playlist and it keeps putting in a live version instead of the studio track, Ah. which I can't stand. Um, And then at the same time, I have found that now within, I mean, eh, it's been within the least last few months, maybe even six months, it will, it will sync songs that are not in its catalog at all, um, which I found very interesting. So you you just add it, and as long as it doesn't like try to match it to something else, as long as it's completely un- unable to match that, it'll just upload it to the cloud and then download it to all your devices without well, that's, any trouble. Isn't that how iTunes so it's like a, Match worked? Did it? I don't well, know. I mean, I, I, iTunes See, I Match. Didn't use my, I didn't use iTunes. I match. have iTunes Match still, and I think it's it's essentially if it can't find a match for something, it'll just upload a copy of it. Yeah. Okay. So maybe they yeah. enabled that in. Apple Music. I believe they, initially, I believe they when, did initially that, yes. it would just say, "Sorry, I, I don't find this song. I can't sync this playlist anymore." Bloop. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> That's dumb. Well, and yeah. I have the problem in that you a similar version of the problem you mentioned with syncing the wrong version of the song, which is with iTunes Match, which is that iTunes Match has matched some of the. I have songs that are on like explicit labeled albums, and it will sync the clean oh, versions, yeah. and I hate right, that. Right. And I don't know. Yeah. I honestly have looked around a little bit, and I can't find an easy way to fix it. Yeah, it's a that, that's a a real shoot show when that happens. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Um, <laughs> the I will say I haven't looked at all really at the Amazon Music apps either for the Mac or for iOS because I've been doing it all via Sonos. Um, the one thing that Amazon Music seems to be missing, which feels very fixable to me, at least in the Sonos integration thus far, is when I was using Napster and you browsed an artist it could show you here's the most popular songs by that artist. Like you could look at a list of all the songs that that artist had if you were so inclined, but Amazon wanted me to go into each individual album of the artist first. And so when I'm building a playlist for my wife, recreating it, and it's a bunch of songs that she had on there from bands I know nothing about, it was a pain (laughs) to search for those songs sometimes if I was going by artists, because it was like, you know, some songs have very common names. Like if the song is called Love or something, like there's 800 songs called Love. So I'm going to search by artists instead, and then I have to go to each album because I don't know which album. That's stupid. So fixable problem, but uh, since I know Bezos is listening, maybe they could fix that for me. I have used the iOS app a bit, (laughs) and I actually like the iOS app. Um, It's pretty solid. I, I don't... 
I don't have any major complaints with it. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty. It does pretty much what you expect it to do, and I haven't run into any issues current like so far. And I like a lot of their. Uh, they do the same thing that Apple Music does, right? Where they build like playlists or stations of particular types of things. So, like, I've been working my way through like the top 100 classic rock songs or something like that. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, I don't know. I, I, the The integration with the Sonos and the Echo really is kind of a big deal um yeah. for me so and and i'm kind of curious to see what happens when that actual echo sonos integration rolls out because that could be a total sell point for me yeah you can imagine it would work better with amazon music than with other music streaming services that one would not would, shock me one would hope so wait so they're, all they're saying is you're going to be able to talk to the echo to control your sonos speakers that's what they're saying you'll be able to okay do. okay all right not On the other the, way around still not getting one on the you can talk to your Sony I, I speaker all you a, want, but it has no idea that you're speaking. I have a related uh, echo integration topic, which was that Logitech is now offering official integration with the Echo for the Harmony Hub. I don't even well, know that's what cool. That is. The <laughs> Harmony Hub is the thing that you can use for your Harmony remotes to control multiple devices in your like your TV and your receiver and all that stuff, Apple TV etc etc so now you can there's an official way there used to be sort of a hacky third-party way to say like you know tell your echo to turn on your your tv or your xbox or whatever and it would turn on like all the associated stuff and set the right inputs and everything um but now there's actual first party support from logitech to do that so you can actually tell it to turn on. and if you have if you are a uh, a roku user as lexus you can apparently even tell it to open certain apps which because i guess roku actually has that ability um, like as a as an API or something, I assume, um, huh. which obviously Apple TV does not. Um, although it's also surprising, I find it sometimes surprising as someone who owns a Fire TV and an Echo that there's not better integration between those two things. Because that seems again like a mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprising yeah, if right. those worked a little better together. But they don't seem to. I mean, there's now like you can get Alexa on your on your Fire TV, um, but it has no knowledge. It has no knowledge of any of your other. <laughs> <laughs> much like myself much wow. much like john moltz hmm. yeah so i'm an amazon music customer now you can't stop me dan hmm. do you have a music subscription service right now besides your free trial of amazons i do not interesting interesting i wonder what that's like i i uh i want to keep the technology talk going but first <laughs> listen uh all three of us are known apple watch enthusiasts however if I can get a really nice looking non smart watch to wear, I will wear it sometimes. And I happen to have one as do both of you, because the fine folks at movement watches, let us each pick out a watch. And, uh, I really like mine, which has uh, three different timers on the face and it's, uh, really really nice and so when i sometimes and i have worn it i've worn it to work and i wore it when i went to dinner with my wife sometimes i need to change and uh these are very very nice watches molts how do you like yours it's really cool yeah it's, it's really very cool. nicely made and the box is you know as, as someone who is <laughs> you know apple people tend to be box appreciators and uh it's a really nice box yeah very nice packaging the company movement watches was started by two broke college kids who wanted to wear stylish watches, but they couldn't afford them. So they started their own watch company. So uh, movement watches started just $95. At a department store, you're typically looking at 400 to 500 bucks. Movement figured out that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and retail markup and thus provide the best possible price. They have very cool designs, classic designs. The watches are quality construction. They call it styled minimalism. And I think that's a very accurate thing. When I give you the URL, check them out because they have very cool watch faces, very cool designs. They have sold over five 
500,000 watches in more than 160 countries. You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. It's very hard to go wrong. 15% off, free shipping, free returns by going to mvmtwatches.com slash rebound. The watch has a really clean design. I've been getting compliments ever since I put it on. Now is the time to step up your watch game. Go to mvmtwatches.com slash rebound. So it's MVMT, like those are some of the core consonants in movement. Uh, Not all of them, but many of them. mvmtwatches.com slash rebound. Join the movement. Our thanks to Movement A for hooking us up with some sweet watches and for their support of The Rebound. Yeah, if you remember my 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 whole watch story, I my old watch, the battery died in like December and I decided because we knew that the Apple Watch was coming, I was just going to wait. So I haven't had a regular watch for like 2 years. And now I do, which is nice. Yeah. And it's a good looking one. You look good in it, John. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Dan, yours is nice too. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Dan is Dan is also nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing people together, that's what podcasting is all about. Hey, you guys know what's exciting and happening as we record this later today. Apple stock is going to crater. It's time for our <laughs> semi-annual <laughs> quarterly <laughs> oh god. Uh predict what happens in Apple and in the Apple's earning results mere hours before they happen and yet Two days before we actually yeah. release this episode. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Don't you want to talk about what they're going to release when they do the new Max at the end of the month? That's instead? way well, less we'll do exciting. That we'll do that too, but we need your picks for stock for uh, for um, Apple's financial announcements. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to be all that great. <laughs> it, that sound, uh, the the word going around today is that they may uh, it may be a decline in revenue for the first time in fifteen years or something like that. They're, they're going out of business. That's the word. Going out of business. <laughs> That's, they're just going to get out. Yeah. How would Luca say doomed? Uh, this is Luca. Uh, <laughs> we are doomed. We, we are doomed. Something like that. This yeah. is this I don't is know, But does it matter? Does it really matter? I mean, at this point, I'm no. still buying the stuff. I mean, our show might go <laughs> off the air. That would be a, that would be a real real tragedy. <laughs> Yeah, I think we would just we would refocus, right? We would title the title used to refer to Dan uh, post MacWorld. Soon it'll be Apple post today's earnings call. Yeah, yeah, Um, a new era of topicality. (laughs) It just it'll just be an echo show and all all echo. (laughs) It's practically that already. Ooh, ooh, I could hear that again. Because it's an echo. Heck, I got it. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much hey, better when you explained it. Uh, Let go my echo, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's okay. It's over your head. Well, that was an exciting segment as we talked about financial. Should we move on? Like, Macs have gone down recently. Well, Max everyone's waiting, down. right? Yeah, because everybody's waiting. It's like, well, if you want to sell Macs, make Macs. There's been a lot I about mean, the <laughs> watch, the watch, not only Apple Watch, but smartwatches in general declining heavily. I mean, mm-hmm. which doesn't shock me because they were a brand new thing that came out right. and so everybody went out and like i'll buy one but very few of those yeah. people were going to buy one again and i don't think they were necessarily broadly appealing yeah and then and then the same thing everybody kind of knew that um new apple watches were coming i'd be so surprised nobody... if there was a serious amount of no like, i don't think there was a huge off. no not like not like with the macbooks right right well, that's <laughs> been a while no but still, I mean, they might get they might get a decent holiday season out of this. 
for those for the watches. Yeah, have new ones. that's true. That's a fair point. The holiday season is probably a pretty good time for watches because, like, that makes yeah, that makes a decent holiday gift. Right. I'm just saying, I'm handing them out like candy this year. Actually, as candy, yeah, uh, Halloween. that's my Halloween gift. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, those kids <laughs> with kids, those Apple kids Watch. with their broken teeth from eating your Apple watches are going to be really upset. <laughs> if you're a bad kid, you get it. You get an Echo Dot. <laughs> if you're a bad kid, you get like an Android Wear. <laughs> Or that. If you're oh, really Microsoft, those, uh, Microsoft ones that they don't Samsung make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had them all. I had them all sent to my house. That's where the. That's all those fireproof boxes. That's where they're going. You guys saw there was a report that one iPhone seven blew up in Australia or something. I did see that, but it's mm-hmm. Australia. Everything's yeah. deadly there. That's true. That's what I hear. Yeah. Maybe they ha- shouldn't have tossed it on the Barbie. Did they ever think about that? <laughs> there go all of our Australian listeners. It exploded. It was it, when it exploded. Was it full of um, like poisonous spiders? I hope not. Just, no, like thousands of spiders come pouring out of it. Because the only thing worse than poisonous spiders is poisonous spiders on fire. <laughs> <laughs> they're very angry. They're, they're angry. Yeah, they've got right. issues. Yeah. Valid issues. I, I have to say. <sighs> you guys uh, taking a lot of portrait mode photos? Nope. You don't have seven pluses. <laughs> You can't see Ouch. the gesture I am giving you from across the internet. Let me assure you that it is there. <laughs> uh, Did not get it on my SE. No, it's it's. I do think that they uh, the only mistake I believe Apple has made with this feature, and it's a small one, is its name. Because like portraits are a thing, <laughs> and portrait mode on yeah. your phone is a direction and orientation for your phone. Uh, so it seems like that word's got enough stuff going on with it already. I don't have a better word, which I think it was the problem. Like they couldn't call it DSLR mode. They couldn't call it bokeh mode because screw that. They couldn't call it blurry <laughs> mode because that doesn't sound right. So like I get it, but it feels like something else could have been better. Mm, fancy. Yeah. Well, fancy Nancy mode. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> what I call it when you use it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that was Johnny's preferred nomenclature. Uh, mm-hmm. I wonder. So, you think those those cameras will work their way down into the other devices eventually? It seems like it always happens, right? Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, because doesn't the seven now have the Im- image stabilization that the that the six plus used to have? Six S plus, yeah. So, so like in about five years, I'll get it on my SE. <laughs> Okay, I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy that I can hold it in one hand. I can hold my iPhone in one hand. Just uh, do we want to talk? I mean, should we talk about uh, MacBooks? Anybody else getting a MacBook other than me? Probably. Uh, you, you already no. know you're getting it. Well, no, I don't already know that I'm getting it, but I'm very interested God. in getting it because he was he was told this, that Santa this Claus would bring him a new four MacBook. Four years old. Yeah, this Air is four years old and doesn't do the watch unlock thing. Um, which <laughs> Oh, just throw it out the window. That is a piece is, of shit. Yeah, the only reason why I wanted to go to Sierra in the first place. <laughs> um, so, anyway, it also feels it's starting to feel a little slow. I mean, I think that the Sierra update, um, sometimes you get an OS ten update, uh, sorry, a Mac OS update, and uh, it seems faster. Uh, not this time, at least not on this hardware. Huh. What about you? Has it felt any faster or slower to you? Yeah, it felt about the same to me. Yeah, I didn't notice a difference. Yeah, no, it feels a little slower. But, you know, I'm getting old. So maybe <laughs> so you are also getting a little slower. 
That's, that's true. It's true. We can't just throw he you is. out and buy a new mulch. Can't you, Lex? Can we do that? Is that a thing? Can we do that? Can we get a new mulch? <laughs> nice. Thanks. The other thing is, I don't. I don't leave the house anymore. So I mean, I'm not sure why I need an air. So you're going to pro, is what you're saying. You want a magic toolbar? That's what you I'm want. I'm thinking about it because I need like I need a little more horsepower. I'm going to be super jealous when you get your pro. Yeah. Well, also then there's, then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, I think I can't go wrong now. So how do you <laughs> yeah. feel? Let me ask you this then. Uh, how do you feel about the idea, as is rumored, that the only ports on this will be a bunch of the USB-C slash Thunderbolt 3 ports? Uh, <laughs> Hadn't thought that went through, have you? Well, I will have to buy a whole bunch of adapters, I guess, or new cables. Um, but uh, I feel fine about that. Okay. Why would I care? I, I, I don't know. I, I was having conversations I mean, it's a transition... People. But uh, there'll be faster ports than I have currently. So, yay. Well, yeah, but you don't have anything that plugs into them without an adapter, no. which will slow them down. No, but eventually I will. <laughs> what do you plug into your laptop these days? I'm just curious. The only thing, the only thing I, well, microphones. Yeah, so and, I've got a microphone um, a, backup, a backup hard drive. Okay, the hard drive seems to be the only That's thing it. that would make a big difference, right? Because a microphone's not going right. to get any faster. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> Not, not, not even talking like this all the time because I've got USB C microphone and listen to us really fast. <laughs> that's gonna be fun to edit later. And then people people will just slow it down. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, you gotta use that overcast uh, smart speed mm-hmm. feature there. Right. You're gonna have to run so. Sierra on older Macs to play oh. that back. Oh. That's like when you're uh, when the do- when the old PCs had uh, turbo buttons, and you have to like. It would actually like reduce the clock speed if you unclicked oh, the turbo right, button, yeah. which I never understood for a very long time. But I guess there was some older software that was like keyed to clock speeds, and so you'd play some games, and if it was on turbo oh, yeah. mode, it was like basically yep. impossible because everything moved super fast. Mm-hmm. Those were the days. Yeah, we're so old. You're so old. I'm <laughs> kind of old. So yeah. nobody, just me then. Yeah, I mean, I literally just got this MacBook Pro you, from work, yeah. so... Yeah, I kind of remember that. And That's I have it connected it to uh, a giant um, Dell monitor that has a whole bunch of sports ports on it, so, like, my mic now goes into the monitor. Sports. <laughs> Lots of football. Yeah. The monitor is what's plugged... Like, I, it's connected into the mini display thing on the laptop, and then everything's plugged into the monitor. It's exciting. It's exciting. <laughs> so you can't... You can't change, really. No, I just got it. Screw that. Yeah. But man, the, I have to say, uh, just like everybody promised I would, I I did fall in love all over again with the Force Touch trackpad. And when the laptop was off and I was pushing on the mouse button and nothing would happen, I was totally freaked out. <laughs> uh, you can very quickly forget that it's not really moving. <laughs> That's what I understand. Somebody was saying on Twitter that they they just realized that they had one and. Was it Jesse Char? I think it was Jesse Char. Like, yes, it was. Yeah, she's like, I had literally had no idea that I had one of these trackpads. <laughs> I tried one of them um, at the uh, store recently because I hadn't actually used one of the Magic trackpads in person, and it wasn't bad. I think I would. Uh, it didn't feel quite right to me in the same way that the iPhone button didn't feel quite right, but I'm sure I would get used to it. Yeah, after a couple of days, you just get used to it. With the iPhone button, like I'm totally fine with it, and even when I switched to my iPad. <laughs> And push the button in. It's like, why is this button so squishy? Every time now. Every time I switch to the iPad and push that home button, it's like, why is this button so squishy and, and weird? <laughs> it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's not broken, though? What's not broken? No, no I don't. <laughs> what's not broken Everything in John's life is broken. <laughs> how good I look uh, when I wear a custom 
fit suit. All right, I ordered a custom fit suit from Indochino. Think about how a measured suit fits compared to a generic off-the-rack suit. A generic off-the-rack suit looks terrible. And if you're wearing one or if you own one, you're a terrible person. <laughs> That's not true. You're not terrible, but it's a mistake. <laughs> Every man looks better in a suit, particularly one that's custom-made to fit you exactly. And that's what Indochino does. Indochino is one of the largest made-to-measure menswear brands. They're making it easy for men to get great-fitting, high-quality suits and shirts at an incredible price. Here's how it works. You visit Indochino.com or drop by one of their nine North American showrooms. Pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. It's kind of fun to customize your clothing. And you get to. You choose your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings. And if you're like, I don't know what a pleat is, their website shows you what you're choosing, which is extremely helpful. You submit your body measurements. They have videos to show you exactly how to measure your body so you don't have to worry that you're getting it all wrong. Kick back, relax, and get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you've ever worn in just four weeks. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $389 at Indochino.com when entering code rebound at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code rebound for any premium suit for just $389 and free shipping. You'll never have to worry about badly fitting suits or expensive trips to the tailor again. Get ready to look like a million bucks, but you're going to spend way less. So thanks, Indochino. Remember, Indochino.com, promo code rebound. Do it. There's nothing... uh... Pseudo. Nothing I like better than submitting my measurements. So, <laughs> okay, moving right along. <laughs> yeah, how about those uh, those people at the Wirecutter, huh? Oh yeah, how about them? You mean the people at the New York nice Times? Uh, now the now the pe- the people at the New York Times, yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty, that's good. pretty great. I, I love the Wirecutter yeah. people. Uh, some of our yep. our former MacWorld colleagues, Mr. Mm-hmm. Dan Frakes, found his way over there. Uh, Jackie Chang, yeah. the editor-in-chief, is a longtime friend of, of ours. She's great. She has an awesome team. They didn't pay us to say any of this. <laughs> it seems like it's a good idea from New York Times' perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, I, I mean, I think it's a brilliant acquisition. I love the wire cutter. I love the sweet home. I would say that there's probably got to be a dozen items in this house that have been purchased based on oh whatever God, they yeah. said to get. Yep. Uh, our electric tea kettle, the screen in my theater. <laughs> Those are the first two that I can think of. <laughs> uh, oh, which which external battery do you hickey? I know I really don't buy um, anything without checking those two sites. Yeah, it's sort of it's, the, same the grocery store takes forever. That's right. I know. Actually, you joke, but literally, I do buy stuff, and <laughs> I do <Right>. buy stuff <laughs> when I'm like in stores. I'll be like looking at the wire cutter and being like, oh, "Wait, is this the thing I want?" <laughs> the only thing I don't know is. I don't know that I agree with some of the press after the fact of this announcement saying, look, this is how you should run businesses, because I think it worked great for the wire cutter, like to say, hey, let's make a business that's not reliant on ad revenue and that we can use affiliate revenue and other kind of creative things. And it's not about volume. And like it totally worked. They nailed it. But I don't know if the lesson here is do exactly what the wire cutter did and you too will get acquired for $30 million. It's like do something original and creative that proves really useful and does really well and build up a great team. Like it's not, there was no easy, my, I guess my point is this was not an overnight success, right? This wasn't luck or anything else. This was work really hard and do something great and you will get rewarded. I think that's a fine lesson, but like only do things in this model from now on, probably not the right lesson. No, not necessarily. I mean, it's, you know, but it is a, it is interesting to, note that there are other ways to do things then then yes. i mean you know like the the constant media 
habit of banging their head against the wall by just adding more ads to everything. Right. And then driving driving the customers away. Actually, let's talk more about that right after this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 These are good ads. I was talking about web ads. Yeah. No, web ads are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, advertisers. How are you? <laughs> I love your web ads. They're great. No, seriously. <laughs> no, they're bad. Um... <laughs> But no, I thought it was great. I thought it was a Just great acquisition for the New York Times. And I don't know. I, I really, I 100% trust uh, the wire cutter. There are times when I disagree with their recommendations, but I 100% trust that they are coming to them from honest places. You, you do sometimes still have to do some triangulation. Like, I briefly thought about buying a new pair of Bluetooth headphones, just as sort of like daily wear headphones. And the ones that they recommended that I was sort of most interested in, I went to Amazon, and it was just a litany of complaints about them falling apart. And I was like, well, it's really surprising to me that they did not mention that. And it seemed like it was like sometimes it's like you can tell when there's just like a cranky person. But this was a lot of people <laughs> and with pictures of the headphones falling apart. So I was like, eh, OK, <laughs> maybe not in that case. Um, Actually, let's mm. talk about that for a second. Just the Amazon review situation, because my wife especially is an Amazon review uh obsessor okay what do you do when you like to me if you're gonna give something two three or four stars on amazon you are invisible to my wife because lauren wants to see the five star reviews and she wants to see the one star reviews and that's it yeah <laughs> and i'm wondering if that's what everybody does because i do it now because yeah, i learned from well her. i yeah. look at those it depends. but i also i i try to get a smattering of them and you can sort of like sort through like reviews people found helpful um yep. and yeah. sometimes that surfaces ones and i tend to find like you know, a lot of times you know that they're going to... N- nothing's perfect, right? So you go in and it's like, okay, I know there are problems with this. It's just a question of whether or not there are problems I can live with. Um, and, you know, one-star reviews certainly help you because you can look through those. And I find that more often than not, like, again, like I said, there are cranks, right? There are people like, ah, oh, I can't believe that this thing I had didn't work uh, because I tried to, like, run it through a dishwasher and it totally should have been able to survive that. <laughs> um or or there, you get the, like the people who accidentally clicked one star and it says works great <laughs> you, well, then why did you give it one star no i think those people are just trolls <laughs> it's possible um and the five star ones though i mean i find equally untrustworthy at times too right because like there's people who like rave about things yeah. and it's like uh, but they're not specific about why things are great they're just like awesome five stars um so i don't know sometimes the i feel like the yeah. two through four stars at least are like more nuanced takes on things i do love just all the horrible reviews where it's like <laughs> horrible meaning horribly crafted where it'll be like a five star rating and then the review is all the things that they hate about it or the opposite where it's a one star rating and talk about how great it is like i really really like it but there's one thing that really bugs me and because of that <laughs> one star <laughs> Yeah, uh, man. The, but the, the much much like the reviews of this podcast, the severe, the severely damaged humanity. Into I which only you get read a the five star reviews of this of this podcast. Just so we're clear, as you read reviews, it's great. I don't know, but it's a, it's a really interesting slice of humanity. Because first of all, people in general, I don't. know. How many times have you left a review for an Amazon purchase? Extremely low. And Moltz, the same for you. Uh, I, you know, I used to do it occasionally, um, and I haven't done it in years and years. I mean, it's like. Doesn't seem worth my time, and and I feel like they they have such a problem with bogus reviews that it I, it, I, I feel like the the system is so tainted. I don't I, Lex, why bother. Lex, perhaps you come from a similar background as I do on this. There was a time where you and I were employed by a place that paid us to write reviews. Even yeah. in those cases, <laughs> yeah, I that. hated doing that. So I'm definitely not doing it for free. <laughs> 
Oh, I actually, I didn't hate writing reviews when I got paid for it, but it's like... I, I, I did. I did. <laughs> I, I'm only motivated to write... I had to do a lot of them, so I think I just got used to it. <laughs> but um, I, like in general, my feeling is people are typically only motivated to write reviews if they really, really like something or if they really hate it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then when it's for Amazon. But then it's also just a specific class of person that has the time and willingness to do it like who are these people with the free time to post lengthy in-depth reviews on amazon if they're not part of the vine program getting their shit for free and then reviewing it where it's basically they're getting paid in free stuff to review things like well i mean and and let's be clear i mean i think it really depends on the genre of stuff for example i there are a lot of books that i think people are because there is a strong community of readers um, and Amazon has a long history with books. Uh, I think there are a lot of people who do review those, and I've heard from many authors of my acquaintance that it, it makes a big difference uh, in terms of like purchasing. I think consumer electronics and other consumer goods are a little different, right? Because a lot of time, you know, books are entertainment. Like unless your book is like, I got this book and it's falling apart, <laughs> right? Like that's different from <laughs> I got this book and I didn't like it. Um, so you know, it props my computer up good. <laughs> Um, so I think it's it's more interesting from a consumer goods standpoint because there are many more things that like could go wrong or might make it you know might make you change your buying decision. Whereas I feel like with books or and other entertainment, um, it's kind of a different set of criteria. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, the podcast is, though, <laughs> the wire cutter. Good job to those. They guys. were bought. <laughs> I think it's just cool that if you were a writer. Or any role, really, for the wire cutter now, because he works for the New York Times. That's cool. That is pretty sweet. Cool. Although, you know, in a way, I think saying you work for the wire cutter is actually better. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so, what, you um, think like Tom Thomas Friedman is now saying, "I work for the uh, company that owns the wire cutter." <laughs> I don't really care what Thomas Friedman. <laughs> Thomas Friedman is. I was trying like, to come up. He's telling us. He's telling us about it, what his cab driver thinks and and what that means for international affairs. I was just trying to come up with a New York Times writer that I could name without looking it up. Krugman. <laughs> Krugman. I care, I care more about Krugman. <laughs> Friedman always seems like an amateur TED talk to me. But. I, I agree, especially you the Friedman. Me, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it, Lex. My, he, he is my Uncle Tom. I didn't even, <laughs> oh, I didn't even know why that didn't even occur to me. Uh, the... The uh, only thing we didn't talk about that I wanted to get to is, do you think there's going to be anything announced at this Apple event besides Macs that we should be excited about? Maybe or they'll finally about? launch single sign-on for the Apple TV after punting on the uh, TVOS 10 upgrade. AirPod shipping, probably? Uh, yeah, I would think so, right? hope so. Good do, grief. Do, will, they, will they meet their uh, self-imposed October deadline? I think it'll be like it'll be like the last Halloween. Day Happy Halloween. I mean, I think, you know, I think Thursday it probably will be. Thursday. I'm not going to rule out the possibility that new versions of the uh, if they're going to launch this magic toolbar thing on the MacBook Pro, I would not rule out the possibility of a version on a wireless keyboard. I'm not convinced. Like, I don't think it's mm. super likely to happen, but I think it's possible, yeah. right? Because if you're going to announce a new feature that's that big. Um, or at least that's significant and requires developers maybe to start developing apps that take advantage of that. Um, mm-hmm. You'd probably want it available on other Macs too. I mean, you know, I think they'll do that eventually. It may or may not happen now. Yeah. Or Touch ID for that matter, integrated into a third-party peripheral, possibly. That I wonder about sometimes though, because I guess I feel like Bluetooth connections maybe not the best way to do that, but I don't know. seems like you could open up to security risks, but if they've already got you authenticating via the 
iPhone when you buy stuff via Safari. I guess there must be mm-hmm. they must have worked out some way to securely do that. So have you used that much? Not not once. Really? It, it just hasn't um, come I, up for me. I w- happen to be donating to some political candidates. And, Didn't we talk um, about this last week? We did. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it worked you really can, well. You can tell us about yeah. it again if you want. I'm going to say, I'm, uh, you know, follow up. It worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> the best part myself. was that's our, got, that's our follow up for this week. The best part is the uh, political organizations got the money, but John was not actually charged. So, <laughs> no, I was charged twice. I would like to Apple Pay on the internet, but uh, I haven't found any place that does it yet. I'll tell you, it works a hell of a lot better than um, than paying at like a Coke machine. The number <laughs> oh of times God. I've gotten charged twice and, and gotten like nothing yep. is yep in there. Did I tell you? My really, st- I, I can't remember if that. we talked about this way back when I was in um, in the summer. But I went to Chicago for a trip, and I they have the like. Uh, the metro there has like contactless payment things on the turnstiles and i was like well i'm not gonna buy a metro card i'll just try this on the turnstile and it let me in like and then later as i was on the train i got a note that the payment had been declined (laughs) i'm like well i'm on the train already so really there's nothing you can do to me oh god that's funny it worked twice then it did it again a second time and i was like well it worked the first like i got on the train the first time and i got like it denied both the charges and i never figured out why but it is hilarious i i got a new debit card i guess from my bank and it has a wi-fi symbol on it like it's one of the contactless credit cards and i don't understand how it works i haven't used it or even activated it yet but i don't understand how did they put that technology inside the card what is it (laughs) What is this? A card for ants? It just looks like a credit card. <laughs> no, so it's got an RFID or NFC chip in there or something. It's pretty small. Actually, I uh, a cool tip for those of you who have uh, cars like mine, where uh, not not electric, but that counts too. But you know the the where you don't put the key in the ignition. What do they call it? Like the proximity detecting ignition, where you push a button mm-hmm. and you have to have the key in your pocket and it starts. Yeah. Um, every time I was getting in my car recently, it was saying, hey, it was showing an icon. And now I'm telling you the story, so you're going to know where it's going. It was showing me an icon of a key that had like something in it, like a, a tank or energy level. And it was showing that it was low, but I had no idea what the hell I was talking about. Uh, then my wife had taken the car and she called me and said, hey, the car won't start. And I'm like, oh, I get it. It means the battery's dying in our proximity <laughs> keys. Um, and I was Googling how she could start the car. Uh, since it was like, I can't start because there's no key detector. There's a hand crank. If you, take, if you take a the key fob for one of those cars that uses push button and you touch it to the button, it can leach power from the car enough to identify the chip that's yeah. inside the little key thing and start. And oh really? Yeah. Well, did. that's how. And then she came home and I changed I, the battery. I believe that is how most RFID enabled things work. Is that they they don't have a power source into them, but they can basically. It's like a really like the same version of that induction charging. I think that you use for like your yeah. toothbrush or whatever, um, because that needs you, the chip in your card or like even things like your passport, right? Which has like a wireless chip in it, but it doesn't. It only works over extremely close distances because it needs to get the power. So yeah, that's cool. Ah, oh, okay. It worked. All right, I'll try and remember. So you just touch, you touch it to the to the button. Yep, you pu- you literally push the button in with the key fob. Okay, I'll That's... never remember that when it comes up. You will. I'll remember that there was something that I should know, and then I won't remember what it is. Just call me, John. I'm standing by for your call. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll send you. <laughs> It'll be sent with lasers. <laughs> my fucking how, car won't how start how do i start my car lasers 
In the future, all messages will be sent with laser <laughs> confetti. You're fired. <laughs> well, at least he sent it jovially. Lex Friedman emphasized an image. <laughs> which, and, then, and then I have to scroll back up and figure out which it's, one he emphasized. It's the most Yours, recent it's image. It's the most recent one. Oh, okay. There it is. But it's Wait, very hard to see. What uh, happens anyway. What happens? If it's a little confusing I, when somebody emphasizes also. something and then you have to go back. And sometimes it's not obvious. See, if I put a haha on it, it just overlay on mine. It just goes over Lex's emphasize. Yeah, mine too. You can tap and hold and see what all of them are, but it's stupid. It's oh, I'm doing it on Mac, so it's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then it, yeah, then it shows up. If you tap yeah, and hold on there, it pops up overlay to yeah. again. But now I can't get rid of it, so I really have no idea what's going on. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Thanks. <laughs> Good times. For those of you listening at home, I think Lex the show. Is, uh, I think the show we, ended. We sent some pictures of ourselves uh, to each other earlier, and um, Lex is now putting. Um, Wait, when I put the rejected on, did it mess up the nerd for you guys? No, I just recreated. Uh, well, not on my that Mac I keep anymore. seeing. No. So so far, Lex has put nerd, loser, and rejected on my page. It added a bunch of white space on my Mac, like to the left of the image, which is a little weird. Yeah, yes. at some point, yeah, if you put it, on too many stickers, it, uh, it really gets unhappy. But I'm going to send you a screenshot of I'm going to send you a screenshot. Send me a screenshot, Mr. Connery, of what happened to the nerd <laughs> when I put on the rejected. Like he just goes crazy. One screenshot only.